So if your body feels, you know, you, your brain, your body, you feel burnt out, it's, you don't need to name that more than just burnout. Like you don't have to say, I have adrenal burnout. Um, your adrenals are actually just smartly, like, you know, they're, they're intelligently listening to the brain saying, pause, please. Like it's the end of year. There's a lot of stress being built up over the year. And, you know, during the holiday season, there's even more stress because like there may be family functions and work functions and all these things that you need to commit to. And you may be like a working mama or you're like trying to conceive and running to a clinic or you have parents that you need to take care of and all simultaneously, like it's all like melded together. So there's talk about adrenal fatigue and there's myths around it. We need to talk about this and also what can we do about it? So Tanya, why don't you start off and share your thoughts around this? Yeah, I think it helps to sometimes understand, like I always say, name it, blame it, tame it. I really think it's important to understand what's going on with you. And sometimes it helps to have a name so that you can really, you know, address it full head on. So Adrenal fatigue is a name that naturopathic doctors have often used because we're trying to help patients understand uh, that they're not, you know, burnt out and exhausted because, um, you know, there's something bigger going on with them. This is after we've ruled everything out. And uh, really what's going on is that when a person is showing these symptoms of like, I feel like the biggest thing is overwhelm. And then with that comes exhaustion and then lack of motivation. And they're like, I just don't know where to start. And I'm so burnt out. And they'll ask because they've read about it. They'll say, you know, I want to check my cortisol levels. And maybe their cortisol levels are low, but they're not functionally low to the point where they have a condition called Addison. So medical doctors will think, oh, you naturopathic nuts, you know, like the ones who don't understand what we do. You know, you're calling this condition adrenal fatigue. My patient doesn't have adrenal fatigue. And so I want patients to understand that really what they're experiencing is adrenal breaks. Like the adrenals are saying, you know what, I'm going to take a break from releasing cortisol. So if you're seeing low cortisol, for example, it's possible that they've had lots of stress recently. Like as you just, just, just like kind of listed a few things, it could be that they've had recent losses or they're going through perimenopause transition or they're trying to make babies. And it's like high stress, constant, that high cortisol because adrenal glands, these little glands that sit on top of the kidneys, they are magical and they produce cortisol. So it gets us going in the morning and gets us working and up for the day and excited to go. But if it's constantly being produced uh, at a level that's, you know, unhealthy, you start to feel heart palpitations and anxiety. The brain says, you know what, that's too much cortisol. We need to now protect our, our, our brain because high cortisol constant, if we let that go, brain the brain would actually be negatively impacted by the continuous production of the cortisol in addition to our our heart. That's why we say like stress is, is, can be harmful if it's too much, too long. And so the brain, the body has like a natural wiring to say, you know what, you need a break. And sometimes that's like, okay, a virus is going to hit you and you're forced and you're pinned to your bed with a cold. Um, or it could just be, you're just tired and you don't understand why. 
and you see a naturopathic doctor and you've ruled everything out and you're not, maybe you were fighting a virus and it just accentuated it, but it's also possible that you're just experiencing brain burnout. Now, the classic treatment by a medical doctor in this kind of scenario potentially could be, you know, an anti-anxiety medication short term or an antidepressant. It's not that those aren't effective. In fact, they are often very effective. The problem and concern is more that they might become now part of the person's life long term. And we haven't looked at all the strategies and like lifestyle medicine and acupuncture and natural solutions that could get you out of that situation nicely without now being dependent on a medication, which can you know, some of them do come with side effects. So I don't take it lightly. I mean, if I'm recommending somebody need a uh, antidepressant medication because they're burnt out and we've tried exhausted other measures, then absolutely it makes sense. So I'm not poo-pooing at all the use of antidepressants. It's just that it's like the top 10 prescription. And I think we need to look at this differently and, you know, help patients figure out ways to balance their lives. It's just in medical school, this is not taught. So I'll, I'll stop rambling on, but no, no, no. this is so you know. important. I just want to add in exactly. I just want to slow it down for one second because you mm -hmm. said it's one of the top 10 prescribed drugs. So you I know, think so. I should double check on that, but I feel like it is because like at least in my office, it's yes, like it's true. Come in. Now, yeah. so, so the reason why I think it's important is because we need to look at, because both Dr. Tanya Wild and myself, we don't subscribe and say just one way or another. We do believe in integrative medicine. So there is a time and place for everything. So yes, absolutely. If acupuncture alone can do it, fantastic. If, you know, lifestyle dietary changes can do it and exercise, fantastic. But what happens when, you know, you're in this juncture of time, a period of your life, there's just so much overwhelm and you can't even function. It's like, well, you know what? We need to get extra ammunition. And this is a time where you can go through the medical doctor and perhaps taking the medication is actually the best way forward. And we're not subscribing to let's have you on it indefinitely for life because no one really goes in wanting to do that. And listen, some people may need that, right? But that's not for us. And we don't, it's not in, within our uh, scope of practice anyway to say yay or nay. But that said, you know, for those that are always looking for, you know, what can I do naturally? Well, if all the natural stuff is helping, absolutely keep it going. Well, I mean, whether you do the fertility, or sorry, the, the medical drugs or not, we should actually look at our lifestyle, hands down. But that said, if it's not enough and, it, you know, it's don't feel guilty or bad or wrong or sad and about the, the and just embrace that, you know, at this moment, I'm going to surrender to some extra help with some medication. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And sometimes, and especially certain medications like the ones, the antidepressants that work on dopamine, um, upregulation can get your energy up and motivation back to be able to then do the lifestyle changes that can help with this feeling of burnout. And then you can wean off of those medications. Through your doctor. Well, through your doctor. Through your doctor. <laughs> Correct. Not alone. <laughs> because we don't have the scope to prescribe it. We don't have the scope to take you off of those medications. So uh, the adrenal glands are these little glands. They sit on top of the kidneys and they produce DHEA and cortisol, 
and you know noradrenaline adrenaline the brain produces dopamine so these are those last three are like you know catecholamines and they are produced in response to stress so if your body feels you know you your brain your body you feel burnt out it's you don't need to name that more than just burnout like you don't have to say i have adrenal burnout um, your adrenals are actually just smartly, like, you know, they're, they're intelligently listening to the brain saying, pause, please. And so I think what we need to do is just kind of go inward when we're feeling like that and reach out for help to say, okay, you know what, what can I do to help me get out of this situation? So whether it be naturopathic, conventional or combined. Um, and I, and I think that as medical doctors, um, if a patient kind of goes into you and says, you know, my naturopathic doctor, not me because I don't call it that, but um, back in my earlier days, I did. So um, until I realized um, and, I, and I changed my, I, I now recognize it's not a thing. Although I always said it was, uh, you know, it, it's like, it's a very, um, you know, uh, I always said, I explained to patients, you don't have Addison's disease, which is where your adrenal glands have completely been wiped out and uh, are no longer producing uh, the hormones and catecholamines. It's more just that you are you're you're in a burnout situation. And you know, I would say that your adrenals are taking a pause, but it's like there's no such thing as adrenal fatigue where you're, you know, I don't want patients to be concerned that their adrenals aren't functioning. They're actually just pausing, which is a good thing. Okay. Um, so can we now then go straight into, well, if we're not going to do meds to start with, um, maybe we can completely avoid it altogether. So what are the top tips that we want to provide today so that people can listen to this and walk away going, yes, okay, this is it. We got this. Yes. So number one, eat. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if you're one of these people who kind of like rushes through the day just to get through and you have no time to eat, you're going to feel tired all the time. So eat regularly. Um, and protein, make sure you're getting protein at your meals and vegetables. So uh, it's really easy to say, I have no time and then grab a quick donut or a muffin and then feel really tired because of that. The adrenal glands are part of the whole endocrine system and they're very linked to the rest of the endocrine or in organs, including, uh, or glands, including the pancreas and the insulin pathway. So like stress will definitely impact that and what you're eating matters. Yes. So uh, food matters for sure. Number two, find ways to build in breaks. And sometimes that means, you know, if you don't know how to relax, involve a treatment that you really enjoy, or you have seen really big benefit perhaps in your life before, like massage therapy and acupuncture. And in Chinese medicine, as you know, Mary, when you're recirculating energy to your kidney organs and spleen, which is like the, um, in traditional Chinese medicines, like the spleen is in charge of, um, you know, transforming and transporting foods and fluids. And if you are on the go constantly, you're not absorbing foods properly. So if you use acupuncture and traditional Chinese medicine herbs to target the spleen stump, stomach and the, liv uh, the, liv the, <laughs> the liver and the kidneys, then you can actually learn to relax and I'm sure you've yes. seen people. So like, if I might add that. in, mm -hmm. yeah. So it's like, yes, 100%. The spleen is such an important organ in Chinese medicine because we say that we get our 
acquired essence, our energy, our fuel from that. So we need it to be working properly because we want to be able to transform the food that you take in so that we can transport all of the energy throughout our body so that we have we can be vital and energetic and go along our way and without being stressed. So that said, the acupuncture can also de decrease and mitigate that stress response. So you're talking about that, you know, cortisol being constantly going. How I equate it to if we drive a car is, you know, we are more efficient at saving gas when we don't have the gas on the, when we put our foot on the gas and the brakes at the same time. But that's what happens when our cortisol is like, it's like we're wrapped up like permanently. So it's like, let's take the gas off and let's take the foot off the brakes. And now you'll actually coast so much better. And there's less energetic drawing from our body. And, you know, that is very helpful. And acupuncture can help to do this. So you're going to comment and ask. ask yeah, I was going to say it's like a tired wired. Patients will often yes. feel like they're tired but they're so wired that they can't sleep. So one really important thing to do is cut back the caffeine, whether the caffeine is coming through coffee or tea or chocolate. Yes. So if you're finding yourself skipping meals and turning to more coffee just to get the energy up, and then with that coffee comes some dessert, which will later give you a bit of a crash, you know, you 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 recognize this. Like, just look out to see if you're doing that, and start taking away the coffee and the desserty things that are, you know, picking you up quickly, but then giving you like the sustained low fatigue uh, feeling. And if you refuse to stop it, at least do it in a, at a time that's way earlier in the day, so it doesn't impede your sleep at night. Yes, exactly. Because if you can get a restorative sleep, then you have the ability to relax, and then you can like build in these little. Uh, tools that we're talking about so that, you know, eventually you'll kind of wake up without the alarm clock and hitting the snooze button over and over again. Which uh, is that all. point then too, because you're talking, you know, we were talking about the points to help with this. So sleep is one of them. So, you know, food is one of them and not just what you eat and well, actually to eat and then what you eat matters when you eat matters, when you drink matters. And then what's next? So there's, and then there's sleep and what else? And then, so sleep, nutrition, and then use up your cortisol. We are a society known for not moving enough. So in order to use up the high cortisol that often comes before the low cortisol, so we often have too much. And then eventually, if you did a morning blood cortisol, it'll show low. So in that phase where you're running high, perhaps from you know, stimulants and drinking coffee, or you're just go, 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 and you're feeling on top of the world until you're like no longer there. Um, you know, you want to make sure in, in doing, uh, in being on top of the world, you want to make sure you're exercising as well, because then you can use up that cortisol and have deep restorative sleeps. Um, exercise is something that will help you use up those fight, flight, freeze hormones. The oh my gosh. This is a brilliant. And I'm just thinking about my dog. Okay. So for anyone who has a dog <laughs> that is active, not the dogs that like, don't like to move, but I have like honey who is this labradoodle and she needs to get her zoomies out. Anyone with a dog yes. will understand this. So I, I, I'm seeing this as, as the same thing, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> we are animals. <laughs> we yeah. are wired 
like animals for sure. So that's so cute. So she's got zoomies. What time does she have zoomies? Is it multiple times a day? It, well, it can be multiple times a day, but mm-hmm. it, and if she doesn't get it out, then she'll actually be not the nicest dog, right? So we have like, she'll be like, agitated and moves too much and like starts barking because she wants more attention. So it's like, that's not that different as a human being. Like we need to move, get things going. Otherwise we can get a little bit grumpier, right? Right. So before burnout often is that grumpy agitation and anxiety. So to get rid of the feelings of anxiety and the zoomies, (laughs) <laughs> go work out. <laughs> Find something that you love. It could just be going for a 20 minute walk after meals to help you use your nutrition, like your sugars more effectively and get rid of like, you know, just that, that stagnant stuck feeling of just sitting at work all day long. And uh, it's really, especially important for patients or people who are working like long hours in this time of year is often associated with like end of year budgets and billings and not just, you know, the day-to-day stuff. So it's really important to build in that time so that you can enjoy your holidays because if you, you know, come to the holidays and you've been overdoing it, it might be here on the couch the whole time with COVID that's going around again or the flu, the seasonal flu, the influenza or RSV. So, and then, oh, sorry. No, I was just going to add in, you know, when you say exercise and we're not necessarily saying the traditional exercise because you're hundred percent right. Like didn't I last week have a guy come in and he says, oh my gosh, Mary, I'm like literally staying at work and doing work till like 11 at night. So there's no time. I haven't even had time to like go to the gym and exercise. It's like, okay, well, knowing that you can't go to the gym or knowing that you can't do these, you know, very specific workouts, what can you do? Can you get up? and do like a lap around your house for a second, (laughs) right? And just take that little moment of breather because it's not just resetting the body. It also helps to reset the mind. So it's this, um, I think it's a myth when people think that they can sit for 11, 12 hours straight and focus. Like that's actually humanly impossible. It's, it's, yeah, you're building an inefficiency. Yeah. <laughs> so set yourself up for success, build an efficiency, take the breaks, and then you'll spend less time at your desk doing the work. Because I think what happens is you just tap out and you're wondering, maybe you're looking at Google and, you know, you're giving yourself a mental break. You have to, you're forced into it. You can't, you can't produce at that pace. I mean, maybe there are times, but it's not day in, day out. So, you know, you build in time where you know, okay, I have to, you know, maybe you're working not from home and you're going to work. So build in that time on the way back to like add a gym workout. Don't, don't go home. If you go home, you're not going to do it. Or perhaps um, first thing in the morning, get it out of the way, check it off the list, right? So find a time that is going to work for you. And so this is part of my visits with patients is like, when are you going to make the time and let's commit to it, be accountable to somebody because exercise is a prescription. It can add 10 years of good quality life that's a Dr. Peter Atia says, <laughs> which I, and I trust him. Yes. He has, you know, done his research. And so that's usually like, I think it's uh, three to four days of, you know, good intensity exercise and then strength training. If you don't have the energy because you're in burnout mode, forget it. Just don't do the cardio, go to the gym and, or do really light weights with a video like hasfit.com. It's free, lots of free stuff on the internet right now where you can follow along with videos and, you know, you can get weights like one set of dumbbells for 
this holiday season, depending on what you're celebrating. If you celebrate Christmas, ask for it or whatever it is, you know, you can make the time for yourself to use up that cortisol. It is worth it. Then you can focus and be more efficient and not feel paralyzed by anxiety or burnt out, exhausted. And then if I can add in like a very quick tip with a quick tips regarding this, it's like, okay, (laughs) you have to work long hours and you are actually commuting. So if you're taking a bus, can we take a bus like and, and stop and stop earlier and walk? Or, you know, instead of taking the escalator, can you run up the stairs? Or uh, if you're driving, park a little further than what you normally would so that there is a little built-in walk. So you, it doesn't look like extra work, but, you know, for A and B, but at least there's more movement in. And I, myself, like on a Wednesday, I'll go up to work and I have to be there by seven and I still have to do a whole whack of things prior. So sometimes if I don't have enough time, what I'll do is I get to work at least 15 minutes earlier and I actually do a workout there. And who cares if I'm in my regular clothes, working clothes? I don't care. <laughs> I'm <Right>. moving. <laughs> Yeah. And then you also give yourself the permission to have downtime where you also do strength training, right? Like you give yourself that time, like that separate away from the uh, daily activity, living of walking to work, or do you make the time? Are you, the the day, (laughs) sorry, the day that I'm like, okay, so on the Wednesdays, I literally go Mm -hmm. full on like seven in the morning till like eight at night. So are we talking, do I take a lunch break? outside of those days. No, no, not lunch break. I just mean strength training. You will do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, My goal is to do five mm -hmm. days, if not seven. (laughs) Right. Not just strength, like, but I alternate it, right? So I'll have my toning strength days and then I'll have Mm -hmm. my days with more like yoga, more relaxing stretching days. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. Right. And so if you're gonna do for... one or the other, and I forget who was it that said this, it's like if you're gonna. Oh, actually, when we uh, when we interviewed Dr. Uh, uh, Lauren King, who is an exercise um, fitness person, who was a former Argonaut person. Anyway, he <laughs> was saying that if you're gonna just look at exercise, what's more important, aerobic or strength training? Which one is it gonna be? Can you guys guess? All right. We just <laughs> created that answer. pause. We created that <laughs> yeah. pause and now you can answer it. <laughs> so this is strength training. His answer was strength training, right? Yeah. 100%. And you can hear all about his uh, answers around that in the new year. We'll release his podcast because he gave us some really juicy info to help us like get in shape and t- tips and tricks. For I nice think it's booty. important. <laughs> for a nice booty. That's right. Tips and tricks for a nice booty. I think it's really important to recognize that, you know, people who are type A, getting it all in work-wise, in order to keep going, there has to be a point where you say, I need to build in something more than just those walks on the way to the train. There has to be carved out time for you. Otherwise, you even that's not enough. You may reach a burnout place and you have to enjoy your, your, your time away from work and doing like, just build in strength training, um, make that some of your happy time because then you're using up cortisol and you won't burn out and you won't feel anxious. So I, I, I value exercise so much and I feel like it's not prescribed enough. It needs to be a prescription, <laughs> right? Yes. It, it hap- uh, yes. hundred percent. Now I'm going to ask you a very, um, 
well, like a private question, but I'm sure it's not so private because we talk about a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, postpartum, like, you know, when did you start exercising? Like, we need to give ourselves permission to like chill. Like, how long do you uh, wait before you start the full on exercise? Or is it not full on? Do we gradually do this? I think it depends on the person, but we say for sure, wait six weeks before you even think about like anything like, you know, weight training and cardio. But I know there's a lot of celebrities who will start around then to be back into their bodies and have their awesome shape back. They hire trainers and chefs. And then if you're the average person, (laughs) you're looking at make sure, making sure I would say, you know, around three months, but you can start walking um, within at around the six week mark. And then for me personally, I started back at the gym at the postpartum three month mark because I need it for uh, mental health and sleep and, and energy. I feel like my energy is way higher if I, and focus if I have the workouts in there. But it wasn't like I went back every day. It was like kickboxing a couple times per week. And then Uh, walking on the other days and then gradually building back in strength training, but more than postpartum, even viruses like will knock you down or if you get injured, you have to take time. There's going to be times where you're not going to be working out. It's more just let's be proactive to not get adrenal uh, breaks that are too big, too long or exhaustion burnout. Um, Mary, how about you? When did you start working out postpartum? Well, Unlike you, I didn't have a plan like that at all. And and I'm going to be super honest, full, full, full working out and like with true regimen was after Zoe was three years old. But you have to also understand that I was very crazy because when she was a toddler, every night in the middle of the night, I was writing my book, <laughs> Pathways to Pregnancy. So it was full on. And for some reason, I didn't feel burnt out. But yet at the same time, and she was a kid that never slept Uh, fully till she was five. So I chose sleep over full on exercise because at that juncture of time, it was so super important. I needed to thrive and I needed sleep. Now that said in the middle of the night, every night, what did I do when I was waiting for her to fall back asleep? I actually did yoga every night, but while she was like doing, because you know, when there's lack of sleep, you just feel tighter. And so I had to do that. And that's how I have to help myself to keep going. But so everyone's different is basically the answer. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, and then last, before we uh, go, I would love to give a couple recommendations for herbs, things to consider uh, for, we, we call them adaptogenic herbs. They're not, um, or adrenal herbs, but they're not really, um, they actually operate more on your brain. So they're brain herbs that act as adaptogens. So um, if you're tired and wired, they help you um, kind of feel calmer and energized. So my favorites are uh, rhodiola and ashwagandha, which is Indian ginseng. And then there are others, um, Siberian ginseng, Panax ginseng is contraindicated if you have high blood pressure. That's why I like the former two ginsengs. Um, Licorice in some women is is helpful, but it's contraindicated in high blood pressure as well. Some of them are too stimulating and can cause heart palpitations. So you definitely want to speak with your healthcare provider, your naturopathic doctor to find one that works for you. And so it's not that you would just jump 
jump on herbs and say, okay, that's my solution. I'm just going to take these herbs and I'm going to be all better. You would do it in conjunction with nutrition and lifestyle changes. Uh, but it, again, if you're trying to avoid conventional meds and you're trying to use uh, something more natural, this might be like a, a kind of transitional point where you use these herbs so that you have a little more energy so that you can then start to, and sleep better so that you can start to do the lifestyle changes. That's awesome. And then of course, to add in, I need to add this in about acupuncture because we do know that it helps with cortisol and balancing that um, parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system so that to keep you calm and keep you vital and energized. So hope that was helpful for you guys. Please DM us at a live holistic health clinic on Instagram and you can reach out to us. We can speak to you directly and book an appointment with us. Stay tuned for our next episode where we will talk about uh, mood changes and how uh, the connection between dopamine and estrogen and how if you are somebody who is susceptible to depression and anxiety, how perimenopause may be a place where you need extra help and why.